bad games and they're going to have average games. And I wouldn't say that Tyler Eulis or Devin Booker had a bad game last night. I wouldn't say that either one really had a good game. But Andrew and Aaron Harrison had good games. And guess what? Kentucky won. They're better for it. So I, I hate the arguing between the fan base. I hate the, the national media members trying to pick apart this team. And I'm not saying that they're doing that to try to derail Kentucky's season, but it gives you something to talk about, and it's just silly. Would it surprise me one bit if, if Tyler Ulis was the best guard against Alabama tomorrow? No. If it was Devin Booker, no. Aaron, no. Andrew, no. They're going to have their days. And yesterday, it was Andrew Harrison's day. It was Aaron Harrison's day. And just like when it was Devin Booker's day and Tyler Ulysses' day, Kentucky wins nonetheless. So it doesn't matter who's stepping up as long as it's somebody, and Kentucky's able to win as you have it. That's their 20th on the season. Yates, I know, is now in the studio. Yates, how are you? I'm doing all right, TJ. How about you? Oh, I'm doing fine. You worried me there for a little bit. Uh, There's some some traffic near my house that was terribly disruptive to me getting here. Well, we're going to have to fine you, Yates. I'm sorry. Going to have to give you a fine. Uh, Speaking of fines, Roger Goodell spoke to the media today, and it seems like any time he opens his mouth, it's a train wreck. Uh, the, The part that stood out to me is that he said he's made himself available to the media every day, which is just a complete lie. And it's funny watching several different NFL reporters say that oh, they've he's been denying my request. He denied my request on this. He denied my request on that. One tweeted out that he's denied every request he's had to talk to the commissioner since 2012. So it, it's not, not good news for the NFL. He didn't help anything in what has to be the worst year in NFL history with off-the-field incidents and on-the-field incidents, if you want to consider Deflategate an incident, and it surely is. But Super Bowl coming up, uh, and when this season's over, the NFL better hope and pray that they have a better 2015-2016 because it, it could not be worse. But back to UK. I'm getting off on a little side NFL rant. I wouldn't really call that a rant. But with with Kentucky, Yates, let me ask you this. Kentucky 20-0. Over, and I think I know what you're going to say, but over under 18 and a half more wins this season for UK. Will they win another 18 and a half games? So will they win 19 or more, or will they win, only win 18 or fewer? At, at this point, I would think that I would probably take the over. Uh, if, they, if they're going to lose, it's probably going to be in the NCAA tournament. So to take the over Then that would be what, the Final Four or the National Championship game? Would means they at least get to the National Title game. And with the with the possibility of winning it all, which I, could you imagine the talk if there was an undefeated team in the national title game? And I, and I 
I could be wrong about this, but I guess Indiana, the last team to go undefeated, would be the last team to be undefeated in the title game. Yates, off the top of your head, do you know that? The last team to be undefeated in the national championship game? To, to play in the national championship game. I'm not 100% sure. I would think it was. I, I can't remember a team that was undefeated because Indiana was the last team to run the table. But the question is, has there been a team since then to be undefeated in the title game? And I'm, I'm confident that the answer is no on that. But I could be wrong. I'm, I'm wrong about plenty. Trevor's saying that 90, or 76 Indiana team was the last team to be undefeated in the title game. So since then, no team has been undefeated and reached the national championship game. But could you imagine the, the, the talk, if that were the case with Kentucky, if they were undefeated in the national title game, playing in Indianapolis, and they had one game left to go, regardless of who the opponent was. And, and if you put the right team in that matchup, it could only make it even more explosive. But even the talk, if they just were one win away from perfection and how much would hang on that game. Because right now, I think the majority of Kentucky fans would say, I don't care if they go undefeated. If they win the national title, I don't care if they lose seven, eight, however many games. And that's how it should be. Any normal person would agree with that. Only some some crazy would, would say that, you know, that, that the end result doesn't have to, or the, a national title isn't, doesn't justify everything at the end. But every Kentucky fan, it's on the back of their mind. You're halfway there. A mockery was made of Kentucky last year because there was 40-0 talk, although it wasn't necessarily fueled by UK's players, but you you could you could certainly pin it on John Calipari a little bit. You know, he didn't dismiss the talks. So every Kentucky fan's thinking about it, and, and, and you know it is still silly to talk about it as we're only you know Kentucky's only halfway there. But I, but you know I couldn't even if they were to enter the NCAA tournament undefeated, because once you get to the tournament, everything you've done in the regular season can be thrown out the window, and that includes a thirty-four and zero record. If Kentucky, if that, if that's where Kentucky's at, which I, I still don't think they will, I don't think they will be. My girlfriend was asking me last night who I predicted to Kentucky to lose to at the beginning of the year, and I didn't put it on one team. I didn't say Kentucky's losing this game. There we go. I never said that because, on paper, and when you look at each matchup, Kentucky should win every game. Now, that, that that's when you're at the beginning of the season and you kind of take a step back and look at it. But when you're into the season, you could say, you know, you get a feel. You get to see how the team's playing. And, and you could say, okay, well, this could, be a possibly, this could possibly be a game that they would get upset. And I, I've, you know, I've said that a few times. I haven't made the bold prediction and gone as far as saying I think they will lose. But I think at some point I will. I don't know what point that will be in the season. But I still think they will lose a game. Again, I can't predict one right now because I think they should beat everybody on their schedule. But, you know, the game at LSU, the game at Florida, despite the Gator struggles, and, and at Tennessee, despite the Vols being just a mediocre team, those are going to be tough games for Kentucky. You know, this is the same Kentucky team that struggled at Texas A&M and struggled at home against Ole Miss. They, they can lose. They can be in close games. 
But it's interesting that that they've started. This is the best start for a Kentucky team since 66. Best start for a Kentucky team under Calipari. But it, it, it is, it's interesting, at least it's interesting to me, that all of this, this whole season, you know, the undefeated season could almost be a, a burden heading into the NCAA tournament because all of it would just be thrown out the window if they were to lose. It really would be. And Kentucky fans, you know, there'd be some Kentucky fans saying, well, Kentucky went 38-1, and 37-1, 39-1, depending on how far they went in the tournament. That's still an unbelievable season, and that's not, that's not wrong. It's unbelievable to be able to have that record. But how many people talk about Wichita State this year? How many people look back at Wichita State and talk about how great of a year they, they had? And when we're talking about it right now, yeah, they had a good year. But nobody's going to remember them. They are, they're not going to go down in any record books as the greatest team in college basketball. So while Kentucky's off to a great start, at the end of the day, it, it really just comes down to a national championship. Undefeated would be great. Undefeated would be interesting. It would provide storylines. But Kentucky fans need to remember a loss here or there doesn't change anything with the big picture. And they're going they're going to beat Alabama this weekend. Alabama's going to be without their second leading scorer, Tarrant. He's out for with an injury. And then the Cats will head into February. It'll be an interesting game with Georgia at home next week. But then three of Kentucky's next four will be on the road. So I'm not going to try to get too far ahead of looking at the schedule because we will be able to talk about that when it comes up. But after after these next two home games for Kentucky, which should be winnable, and and, and the Cats should win those home games. Again, I think Georgia will, will provide some interesting storylines. But, but then after that, three of Kentucky's next four on the road in – Against decent teams, I mean, players that, you know, teams that might have some NBA players on them. If they make it through that stretch, then I think it sets in. And then I think everything, the, the undefeated talk could be a reality. They still have to go to Athens in March. That'll be a tough game. But as of right now, I, I think Kentucky fans and the players even, need to, need to keep their eye on the prize and, and, and realize it is a process. It is, it's a long season. You know, think about all the games Kentucky has played, uh, all the blowouts, but also even some of the close games, and the Cats are only halfway to number nine. But man, college basketball is great. Even when you have a stinker of a game, like the Missouri game last night, Things are just now starting to heat up, and it's going to be a wild next two months. All of February, all of March, it's going to be phenomenal. And, and I, we're getting close to the best time of the year. We're going to head to commercial break. We're coming back. We're going to have Alex Davis on, talk a little high school football recruiting, whatever else comes up. 
So stick around here on 1450 The Sports Buzz. We'll be right back. And I still got love for the streets. It's the GR. Since the last time you heard from me, I lost some friends. Well, hell. Me and Snoop, we dipping again. I kept my ear to the streets. Signed Eminem. He's triple platinum, doing 50 a week. Still, I stay close to the heat. And even when I was close to defeat, I rose to my feet. My life's like a soundtrack. I rode to the beat. Street rap like you're listening to The Sports Talker with T.J. Walker on 1450 The Sports Buzz. We're back here, second segment, 1450 The Sports Buzz on a nice little Friday. It's sunny out at least, a little chilly, but it's sunny out. It should be all the fuel you need heading into your weekend to to get some stuff done, to hang out with friends. And uh, speaking of a, a friend on the on the air right now, Alex Davis covers high school recruiting for KY Preps. It's part of the Rivals Network. It's SoFacto. We work together. Alex, how are you? What's going on? Oh, not much. Just just doing some radio gold, and I'm glad you're a lot, you're you're a part of it. Uh, well, what's going oh, on? Oh man, I'm happy to be a part of it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm happy you are too. Uh, what what what's going on with Kentucky football recruiting? Let's jump right into it. Uh, this class was never really it, it wasn't ever considered the 2014 class. It, it didn't really have the star power, especially after Damian Harris decided to go elsewhere. But really, since then, the class has started to fall apart a little bit, and it seems like Mark Stoops and UK's coaches are are just trying to keep the rest of the class together and fill it out any way possible. So what's the latest? What happened? And, and what's UK doing to, to make up for it? You know, they had a lot of guys that um, that I don't think that a lot of the other coaches around the country really really took a look at until, you know, they started crunching their numbers and figure out where they were going to be uh, with their recruiting classes. So I think that, you know, once they got into that, I guess, the second phase of evaluation, you know, they kind of saw these guys and they gave, and they gave them some offers and, uh, guys just decided to go elsewhere for uh, for one reason or another. But um, I think that they're going to try to fill in this class with a few in-state kids. Um, I'm not sure if they're actually going to get scholarships. I think they might be more towards walk-on kids. But they're going to do that. They're going to get a couple of in-state kids, I think. And uh, they have a few other ones out there, too. I- I've seen Justin uh, Rowland on uh, on the House of Blue message board posting a few things about it, and I don't want to spoil any, any of his uh, insiders. So, um, I think they have a few guys that they're looking at uh, in state. They got the commitment from Davis Mattingly. Of course, he's going to walk on the male quarterback, um, and I think that he's going to help them a lot. I know Coach Brown was um, really looking at him as far as a scholarship player before he left, and, and that was a possibility. But they got him as a walk on, and I think that's a good thing for Kentucky. Um, there's another running back in the state, and Justin uh, posted out the message board, so I'm not going to ruin that one either. So. Um, there's a running back in the state, and he's uh, he's a definite possibility. And I think they've already offered him a walk-on spot, and I'm not actually sure if they're going to give him a scholarship or not. But I know for sure they did give him a preferred walk-on. Yeah, and we're speaking with Alex Davis, KY Preps. Uh, I'll ruin it for, for Justin because it, it's been out there for a little bit, and he put it on the message board, um, I guess, two or three days ago. So that's enough time to let it marinate. Uh, it, it's it's the guy from one of the guys we're talking about is the running back from North Oldham, which isn't too far from here, uh, who put up big numbers, but really never got a lot of attention. Uh, one from 
you know, big colleges especially, and, and even not, not as much as you think from some small colleges, uh, but even just from, at least from what I heard, and I'm sure you were all over it, uh, but he didn't get a lot of mainstream attention from Kentucky media members, uh, media members in the Commonwealth of Kentucky. Uh, tell me a little bit about his game and, and why you think he could be a good fit at Kentucky if he decides to, to walk on there. Well, one thing you can't teach is speed, um, and that's what Arian Beasley has a lot of. Um, he is one of those backs that is kind of one-two moves and gone. Uh, he's a, he was a track star. Uh, actually, if you got on his huddle not too long ago, you were able to see he actually had a, a, a I think it was a 100-meter time on there instead of a 40, and that was kind of rare, so that told me something was up with that. Um, he is one of those guys that, like I said, is a one-two move guy and gone. Um, I think he could play a number of things at Kentucky. He could play a little running back, um, but he also could play a little slot receiver for him. He really showed uh, he really showed what he could do when he played in the uh, best of bluegrass uh, bowl. That was like one of the senior bowls at the end of the year for um, high school kids here in Kentucky. Um, he played on the Metro team, of course, and um, he was I mean he was hard to stop. Um, you could definitely tell he was the fastest guy on the field by a long shot, and. Uh, and I and like I said earlier, Kentucky has given him a preferred walk-on spot if he wants it. But uh, I think it's kind of up in the air what he's going to do. It'll be interesting to see. And sometimes, you know, guys like that can be a diamond in the rough and uh, can really sh- help help a class and, and make an impact in their in their time at at Kentucky or wherever they decide to go. If they decide to go the walk-on route, uh, I just thought it was strange that you don't really hear a lot about these guys during their seasons and again maybe i'm just not looking the right places but uh, you know you you you've covered this and you've been around this uh, for a little while you're no stranger to recruiting classes that boom and and some that bust but what what's going on with kentucky's coaching staff what do you you know it's a big weekend they're going to have guys on campus but how much do you how much do you think they're scrambling at this point uh, just a few days before signing signing day, kind of paint a picture of, of what's going on with Mark Stoops and his staff right now. You know, I think there is a bit of scrambling going on with these guys. I think that they're trying to figure out who would possibly be interested. I know that they've talked to a lot of kids that are committed um, to other schools, maybe uh, right around Kentucky's range of, you know, what we normally suspect as a kid that Kentucky could land. Um, I, I think that there is a bit of scrambling going on. Obviously, you can tell if they're, you know, if they're coming back to a few in-state kids they want to get something that they know that they can get for sure and lock down um i think the biggest thing is they don't want any more of the guys committing and decommitting i think i think that's that you know that hurts momentum uh not only that but uh other guys seeing that so i don't think they want another situation where somebody commits and decommits you know there was a lot of decommitments in this class i don't know the number i thought it was maybe five kids that actually decommitted from this 15 class um but I don't. I think that they don't want that to happen again. I think that's really big. Um, again, with with Neil Brown gone, um, he was their in-state recruiter. So I don't. I I think you know they have good ties with these kids, but you know it's not exactly the same as the guy who came and saw you during the spring, and then you know you guys are making plans for visits, and there's a whole other guy, which is uh, Coach Larman's out there now um, doing the in-state recruiting. So. Um, I don't know if they're at a disadvantage or what, and I honestly don't know if they're going to give another scholarship to a uh, kid from the state. I think that if you see more kids committing from uh, that are committing from Kentucky, they're going to be walk-ons. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting to to see how 
all that plays out. And, and you mentioned the loss of, of Neil Brown, and uh, there has been some coaching changes, and uh, it hasn't been ex- what Mark Stoops had wanted uh, or what he imagined, I'm sure, with how to finish out this class. And you mentioned all the decommitments. Uh, that, that's you know that's part of football that happens to everybody. It seems like Kentucky was a bit unfortunate to have as many decommitments as they did this year. And there's been talks about possibly adding an early signing period, uh, and that would be, I guess, early to mid-December where players could sign their LOIs at that time or they could wait till National Signing Day, which is next Wednesday. Uh, but they, they once they sign, it, it's up to the school to release them from their LOI. Are you in favor of an early signing day that that could help possibly with uh, some help the decommitment issue? So would you like to see that, or, or or do you think it's it's fine the way it is right now? You just have to be careful with uh, the possibility of decommitments. Well, if you're asking me if my if, if me myself would like it, I would like it because I would like two news days where we're covering signings. Uh, you know. I'd, Obviously, being in the media, I like that kind of stuff. Um, and also, I think it could help coaches because then they can really, you know, nail down that guy and then go after whoever else they want. And it's not a guessing game until the first week of February, like it is right now. So I think it could it could provide some stability to recruiting classes and programs for um, just as far as getting these kids in. Uh, pretty much the same timing as early enrollees would come in. So I think that you know it, it would help a lot. But I think we already have kind of a early signing period with the guys that are enrolling early. Um, other than you know those guys have to be graduated, so I mean there is a little difference there. But I, I just I think it would help. I think it would help uh, stabilize a few programs and the recruiting classes definitely. It'll it'll be interesting if that passes, and and we'll see if it does. Uh, I, I know that Justin Rowland said that he wouldn't wouldn't be a huge fan of it. Uh, I, I agree with you. I, I think it would be good, uh, and it would, it, in some in some circumstances, it would secure a, a player's spot on a roster. Uh, sometimes, when push comes to shove, late on signing day, kids could be left out in the cold if a school decides to kind of hose them over, for a, a better word. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see if that plays out. But uh, it, we're we're talking a little too much about. Uh, on-topic sports stuff. This show usually gets off track a little bit, but uh, I know you're a soccer fan, Alex. I know you're a big fan of uh, United States men's national team. Uh, would you rather see the United States men's national team win a World Cup or your favorite NFL team win three straight Super Bowls? Uh, see, that's uh, you're pulling the heartstrings right there. Um, you know, I'm a Packers fan as you are. Um, I, I think I just have to go with three straight Super Bowls with the Packers. Wow. Um, I, just, I know, I know that sounds terrible, but I, I guess I'm a little bit greedy for myself, but just all this Packer love inside of me, I, I just, I don't think I could deal with it. If I had yeah. the, if the choice is, you know, one versus the other, I, I think I would have to go with the Packers. It, it, it's, I, you know, I, the Packers are probably the, the team I root for the hardest when it comes to sports, but Green Bay's won four Super Bowls before. They should have been playing for their fifth uh, on Sunday. I just, when is the United States ever going to win a World Cup? I mean, realistically, they come once every four years. Uh, they're they're way down the totem pole in terms of talent. 
I think I would take the World Cup just because I don't know if that could ever happen. Green Bay in our lifetime, Alex, let's be honest, uh, as, as as fellow Packer fans, they're going to win a few more Super Bowls before we cash in our chips. Uh, You're right. I don't know if the United States is ever going to do it. So I, that, that's why I think I would go with the United States winning the World Cup, just so I can say I saw it, just so it happened. Yes, if Green Bay won three straight Super Bowls, that would be fantastic and make my life a lot happier. But I think I would I, – I think I'd take the World Cup, and I, and I know – uh, I, I watched a World Cup game with you. Uh, those are exciting. Great, football games are awesome, but there's not nothing quite like a World Cup soccer match. Am I correct? Yeah, you're correct, and I think it has to. It plays in with how rare they are, and, and they only come around four years. So maybe if we had them all the time, they'd be a little different. But the rarity of them makes the makes them you know an awesome sports uh, sight and spectacle. Uh, but one thing you didn't you didn't clue in on on our uh, on your ultimatum if you will um is does that mean the packers don't win any super bowls again or you know could they could they win again i was well, unclear they, on that question with the well no no on the on, on this little uh hypothetical situation no green bay could hypothetically win a fourth and a fifth and a sixth they could win as many in a row or however many in our lifetime as possible but i'm just saying uh you make a deal and you know whoever maybe it's a deal with the devil you could agree to three green bay super bowls next year the following year the year after that or the 2018 world cup the united states hoist the trophy when it's all said and done those would just be the guarantees at whatever happens before that or whatever happens after that uh goes back to to circumstance and and luck and and all that good stuff I still have to go with the Packers. I'm sorry. I know the the some of the United States hates me right now, but I still have to go with the Packers. I don't I don't think <laughs> I could pass up three straight Super Bowls. Hey, I don't blame you. And and and, and granted, the way that Green Bay season came to an end this year, I, I I I feel a bit more compelled to agree with you. Now I think and I think the idea of being able to celebrate a, a United States World Cup outweighs that slightly, just because again. Green Bay should be playing for a Super Bowl on Sunday. We both know that. Uh, it's going to hurt to watch that game with the way Green Bay gave it to Seattle, and there's a good chance the Seahawks are going to win, and there'd be a great chance Green Bay could beat New England again. But, uh, but you know, that that's going to happen. Green Bay's going to be a, a, a competitor for the Super Bowl next year. As long as they've got Aaron Rodgers, they're going to be in the picture, where the United States soccer team, I'm just not sure. But uh, it's interesting, and it's a fun debate, and, and it's fun to talk to you about this. It's fun to talk to you about recruiting. Whatever we talk about, I, I take your uh, opinion uh, very seriously because you know what you're talking about. But thanks so much for joining us, Alex, and I'll let you get on with your weekend, all right? All right, buddy. You have a nice weekend, too. Thanks. Appreciate it. And that's Alex yeah. Davis. KY Preps covers high school football throughout Kentucky, specializes in, uh, in and around the Louisville area and, and does a fantastic job, uh, makes it easier for, for the recruiting guys, kind of points us in the right direction. Uh, and, and he do, again, he does a great job. And he's a Packers fan. That doesn't hurt. Uh, and he's a big United States soccer fan, uh, as we find out, maybe a bigger Packers fan in that regard. But uh, appreciate him joining us and, and talking a little recruiting as signing day is just around the corner. Uh, and it's it's been all hands on deck for UK football recruiting. We'll see what Mark Stoops has to say about that class on Wednesday. I wonder if he's going to be honest. That's gonna, that's, uh, I wonder if he's going to say, yeah, things didn't go our way. Now, we know he's not going to act disappointed with the class because no coach would ever do that, although it would be hilarious if they did. But I wonder if if – 
you know, you'll be able to read between the lines that it didn't go the way UK wanted it to. We'll have to wait and see next week. Uh, we're going to head to our last commercial break. We'll come back. One final segment. Get you ready for your weekend here on 1450 The Sports Bus. What your interests are, who you be with, things to make you smile, what numbers to dial. You gonna be here for a while. I'm gonna call my crew. You gonna call your crew. We can rendezvous at the bar around two. Plans to leave, throw the keys to little seeds. Pull the truck up front and roll up the next one so we can steam on the way to the telly. Go fill my belly. A T-bone steak, cheese, egg. Now back to the sports talker with T.J. Walker. We're back here for the sports buzz. I need to get to the PT picks of the week. Went one and one last night. Just not a great week. We're going to reset it, do it again next week. Uh, but we'll, we'll, we'll do a few more this week uh, or for this weekend, and we'll get a final stat from from the week. Uh, I, I will need to uh, – I, I don't have it right in front of me, but I think I'm I think I'm four and six on the week, which is terrible. I mean, just awful. We never had those numbers – in the fall for football season, but you know, sometimes it doesn't go your way. Uh, and that will change. Um, but a fun segment with Alex and, and talking super uh, talking Super Bowls and football and recruiting and all that good stuff. And the Super Bowl is this weekend Seahawks, Patriots. I, I, I hate saying it, but I do think the Seahawks will win and it's going to kill me watching it. I, I think that just defense, I, you know, I, I haven't been overly impressed with the Patriots all season. I don't really get it. They don't have a ton of playmakers on offense. It's really just Brady and Gronk. Speaking of Gronk, did you see the Yates? Did you see the Gronk Marshawn Lynch clip on Conan? Uh, I haven't watched it yet, but it's popped up a million times in various places, but I haven't taken the time to watch it. Oh man. There is a reason that's popped up a million times. It is hilarious. Uh, it is really, really good. Conan's fantastic. Marshawn Lynch is fantastic. Gronk, to me, is, you know, I've never met him, and I don't know him, but he, he comes off as maybe not the the smartest the smartest guy in the world, and, you know, hopefully he'll never hear that and because he's much bigger than I am and could crush me probably with one hand. But he, he kind of reminds me of that guy, if you were in a fraternity, kind of the kind of the party animal in the fraternity that maybe wasn't all there. That's what he kind of reminds me of. And his jokes in the Conan bit will make you think that as well. Uh, and now we're getting word that the stream is back up, uh, which is good news if you wanted to catch this final segment. Uh, I, I think this is all a conspiracy. Yates, usually we talk to you the most in the final segment. So is this a little bit just, you know, this is your time to shine so the stream comes back up? Uh, nope, there are other people who deal with the stream so i didn't have anything to do with it other other than alerting someone that it was not working well i appreciate you doing that yates uh but it, anyways the video is great you should watch it they play mortal Kombat, which i guess there's a new mortal Kombat out for ps4 uh which is i i you know what was the original mortal Kombat on was that on playstation or i believe the original was on sega genesis and super nintendo okay uh, and, and that I remember it was kind of scary back when I was like a five or six year old and my brother would play it. Uh, but it, you know, the graphics were so bad, it wasn't too detailed. Now the graphics are really good and it's incredibly gory based on, 
uh, this video, but it is a hilarious video. Marshawn Lynch, who, again, I, I said I'm kind of sick of his stuff. Whenever he does talk, he seems to be pretty funny uh, and seems to you know, have funny stuff to say, and he does in this video for sure, so it, it's a good one, uh, and everybody should, should check it out. Uh, but, uh, but I do think the Seahawks win. I think they're, they're better all around. I think they're better offensively. I think they're better defensively. Uh, I know Bill Belichick's probably the, the best coach to ever coach football, uh, but when you give Pete Carroll this amount of time and he has the talent that he has – I think he's going to be able to, you know, he, he, he you could even see, he could, he could even get out coached in this game, but I, I do think there's a big talent gap between these teams. I do. And maybe I'm crazy for thinking that. Maybe I'm crazy for going against Bill Belichick and, and Tom Brady. And I, I like the Patriots. I'm, I'm a big fan of Boston sports teams. I hope they win, but I think the Seahawks pull it out. The more important question, Yates, uh, who, what what will you be eating on Sunday? What's what's your top Super Bowl food? Uh, my number one favorite Super Bowl food is wings, and I'll, I'll give a free plug to where I get them: Indies. Indies wings, phenomenal I'm, wings. I'm I'm all for that. Uh, I, I'm a big fan. Now, if we're going top wings in Louisville, unfortunately, you you, you are wrong. Um, you know, it, there there's several great ones out there. Um, and you know, Cluckers is fantastic. Uh, they, you know, they they may have the best, but the back door in the Highlands, which used to be close to my house, that's those are some good wings, Yates. You ever had those? Um, I can't remember if I've had them or not. I've only eaten there like once, and I can't remember if I had wings when we were there or not. Interesting. There, those are if if based on location and, and convenience, that might be the best. Uh, in my favorite. But anyways, let's get to some PT's uh, picks of the weekend. And let's try to salvage this just terrible, terrible uh, week for me. I, 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 did get the, I did get the UCLA pick over Utah last night. So at least there is that, if there's any silver lining to this. Uh, but unfortunately, I really don't think there is. Uh, but I, I, I'm going to take Seattle in the Super Bowl. You got to pick that game one way or the other. Uh, I, I think they'll cover... I think they are, again, the better team, and and I think that will that will show. Uh, I, I didn't write them. I think Indiana bounces back. I'm taking them again, maybe against my better judgment. I, I see them as 11.5-point favorites against Rutgers. I think they cover that, one, because Rutgers is really bad. Two, Indiana's at home. I think they'll come out firing. I think they'll come out hitting. Uh, and that, and that, that will be interesting. That'll be an interesting game uh, to watch. And then last but not least, let's, I'm going to take uh, Texas, a two-and-a-half-point underdog at Baylor. Uh, I know they're on the road. Texas hasn't been great on the road. They haven't been great at home lately either, but I think they get the win there. So those are my three picks of the week. Uh, Louisville, five-point favorite against UNC. Kentucky, a 20-point favorite against Alabama. Uh, obviously staying away from those. Uh, UNC will be an interesting game for Louisville. Uh, Louisville completely outplayed the Tar Heels in Chapel Hill, still ended up on the, the wrong side of the scoreboard. Yates, what's your prediction for that game tomorrow? Uh, I'll, I'll predict a Louisville win by six or seven. Uh, I, I don't know if I, you know, I, I do think Louisville wins. I'm trying to decide whether or not I think they run away with it or not, and, I, and I'm leaning towards no uh, 
I, I, I meant to talk and spend more time talking about Louisville and their guards complaining about how tight their rims are at the KFC Yum Center, uh, which is funny, but also I, you know, I, I think they're kind of joking when they say it, but I also think they're a little bit serious. So uh, I, I wish I had more time to talk about that. Uh, I, I think that Louisville wins. Again, I think it might be close. I, I think UNC may even cover that. Should be an exciting game in the Yum Center. Duke-Virginia this weekend uh, should be an exciting game. Uh, does Duke lose back-to-back again? And I didn't even talk about them uh, Them losing. Not Certainly not. A, a significant player, or, well, a significant, sure, not one of their better players though. And Rashid Suleiman, uh, he's gone, which is interesting for Duke to kick him off the team. Didn't get a chance to talk about that, but I, I, I think Virginia does win. I, I think they do enough, and I think their defense is real. I think they get the win over Duke. Uh, Kentucky gets the win over Alabama. I think it'll be closer because Alabama does a good job of muddying up the game. Although I did say that in Tuscaloosa, and that wasn't the case. It's going to be a great sports weekend, and I hope everybody enjoys it uh, the, with the Super Bowl capping everything off on Sunday. And without a doubt, we'll have plenty to talk about on Monday when we come back. Uh, uh, again, uh, just a great weekend of sports. But thanks for listening all week. I appreciate it. Thanks to Alex Davis coming on. Uh, and enjoy the Super Bowl, everybody. This is uh, 1450 The Sports Bus. Ride to the They say welcome to the 502. Take the Jordan boy, show him how Kentucky do. Oprah Priest Classics, Pink Kentucky.